everybody welcome to the true crime squad i'm christy brower here with my sister co-host and partner in crime katie weaver hey katie how's it going hello hello it's well i mean it's going good I, we've had yet another wild ass rainstorm <laughs> right another <laughs> microburst my gosh yeah. yeah poor scott and was supposed to umpire tonight yeah and got rained out and, well. oh no oh i bet because mm -hmm. it's I, just Dumped he was buckets. A, right? He was a little bit thrilled because uh, <laughs> the uh, softball, the, the college softball World Series final series starts tonight. Ooh. So he was going to have to uh, watch it later or hear all about it from us. But I also was going to have to miss a good chunk of it to be here on the show, which is fine, except for that they're on a rain delay and haven't even started oh, yet. Everywhere. So I'm not going to miss much. Yeah. So apparently even in a Oklahoma, it's raining. Yeah. Wow. These microbursts we keep getting are weird. We don't usually get a lot of rain. But the no. last few summers, we've had a lot. It's like we and have developed a monsoon season in June. Yeah, we kind of have. Mm -hmm. And our our stuff is just not set up for that. Like, we're not, we're, we're set up for, for snow, not rain. Right. Yeah. So all of our, like, drainage systems and stuff overflow and. Can't handle yeah. it. Apparently it's raining in Oklahoma City. Yeah, I mean, they've been on a rain delay for, well, this game should have started an hour ago and they just started warming up. So, yeah. Yep, no, John, no gin and whiskey tonight. <laughs> no, you know what? Iced tea. Oh. Just plain old iced tea. Just yeah, you know, pepper. <laughs> you know, some of you have seen it. If you haven't, please go watch our first documentary. I think it came off just as good as we were hoping it would. Mm -hmm. Um I don't normally drink on weekdays, like on days that I have to get up and do something the next day. And I did. And then I was kind of hung over the next morning. And I'm like, what am I doing? We have to record these on weekends. <laughs> do this on, on a Monday night. Have I lost my mind? <laughs> I, well, I've been, I've had, well, I've just come, I've been sick ever since we did our psychic fair on Sunday. I've just had a cold, oh, yeah. just a cold. Uh, but I, you know, I always tell my kids I've got the consumption and mm. Scott tried to tell Matea that the reason I had the consumption was all the drinking I did. I'm like, I had two shots of gin, man. <laughs> and I had the consumption a day before that, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, Jenny, yes, Jenny, you, you can. You can 420 as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We are going to start doing those live. So mm -hmm. there's not going to be like a set schedule, but when we are doing them, we will schedule it. So, you know, if you have a chance, you can jump in. We're hearing that from everybody that you want to be able to join in. And I think mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. So, we had considered it. We almost did the first one live, but we went, it's the first one. Maybe we don't so that we're sure that we know what we're doing and that we uh, can pull this off. Like, How yeah. much alcohol, how much alcohol do you bring to the party? <laughs> you know. Not not that much because I still got to speak and also produce this show mm -hmm. behind the scenes, which at times gets a little too brainy for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I noticed that right before the show, because I had started drinking a little beforehand just because I didn't know. And a listener had sent me a message and I responded to her. We were talking about a, a case and I went back and looked at it later and I misspelled four words. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Get it. I get it now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, we will be doing more of those and we will do them live. So don't you yes. worry. But thanks for the feedback on it. We've gotten a lot yes, of Yes, really we good appreciate feedback. that. And certainly if you have documentaries that you think would be great for documentaries, send them on mm -hmm. over. Let us know which ones you think we should do. Mm -hmm. Um, there are so many. And honestly, oh, the one that I just that that we covered yesterday, the um, Natalia Grace uh, mm. documentary done on ID, should have been a documentary because holy shit! If you haven't watched that, mm -hmm. do yourself a favor. Yeah, you might only get through the first episode because if you have to listen to Michael Barnett talk for very much longer, you might not. You, you might need to mm -hmm. be drunk. That's all I'm saying. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a good one. Well, this is our Wednesday night case updates show. And so we'll start with Vallo, which is simply that she has a hearing on the 15th mm-hmm. next week. We will be there, friends, and we will live tweet it and then we'll come back and do a live stream on it. Mm-hmm. This is the hearing around her um, application for a new trial. We talked about last week what the what the um, issues were that were raised by her defense team. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is all going to get its day in court. I'm going to be real curious about Mm-hmm. how the prosecution is going to keep from, I don't know, either laughing or swearing. Probably going to do both in my own head. Uh, For sure, yes. It's going to be really interesting, though. Oh, yeah. You know, we're going to hear a lot of 404B. Oh, yeah. We are It'll all be about 404B. 404B. Yeah. But 404B. But, and didn't we hear tons of that during the, mm-hmm. the trial itself? Of course, that's the statute that says, you know, you mm-hmm. can't use prior bad acts, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Yeah. They got around that with the conspiracy and with the common scheme Mm -hmm. and how important it was to prove the common scheme from the beginning to the end. And it started in Arizona and then carried Mm -hmm. over into Idaho. Yeah. (laughs) Paula says we should do a drunkumentary on hurricanes and drink every time they say storm because it helps forget Chad and his storm. Oh, my God. We'd be dead. (laughs) Dead. Because I don't know if you know this, but we're kind of old and uh, we are major lightweights. So mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. take much. No, it does not. Well, I had a picture I wanted to share with you today because this scared the bejesus out of me. Um, some of you know I uh, I uh, do a little part-time Amazon Flex delivery where I deliver Amazon packages and, you know, I, I'm out in the country a lot and I was way out in the country down a dirt road. Then I had to pull down a private driveway dirt road that was like two miles long. And I come upon this guy. Oh, and uh, from a ways away, I thought I was starting to hear the banjos from Deliverance. I mean, it, <laughs> I it looked like a that. Until because it, it was kind of in shadow when I was driving up to it from trees and yeah, um, it's some kind of weird carved wood statue. I don't know. This property <laughs> is an absolutely gorgeous place where it's a bird reserve. Um, that these people have basically built their own like their house is there, but their property mm-hmm. has they've turned into a bird reserve, uh-huh. and it is absolutely gorgeous out there. But it's very quiet. You're down this long driveway. I have no idea who's at the other end of it, and then I'm driving down it. And I see this creepy ass thing coming up on me, you know. Oh, <laughs> it was a stunner. That yeah, is it wild. It can get a little spooky way out in the country sometimes, mm-hmm. and that one really got me today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, I mean, other than that, it reminds I'm me good. a little of an incident our grandma had. We've talked about our grandma yeah. before. Our mom's mom was the sassiest, spunkiest, most unpredictable lady that she ever saw it mm-hmm. was hilarious to be around but you never knew quite what was going to go on and right. she had she was diabetic and her eyesight had been really affected but she was still driving by god and one day she drove up to the hostess store and was uh sitting in her car and there was a woman inside standing at the window staring at her and she stood there and stared her down and she was sitting in her car getting madder and madder. Like, what the hell is this lady's problem? She was so pissed off. She finally hopped out of her car and marched in there to give this lady a piece of her mind and got right up to her and realized it was a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one in the family. Uh, but yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's a familial oh, thing. Oh my goodness. Who knew? <laughs> right? Who did know? <laughs> the Casey Anthony doc and drink every time she lies. Oh, we would definitely be dead. Mm-hmm. Dead, dead for sure. Dead. Yes. For sure. All right. Well, let's kick this off with some pretty interesting stuff going on in Coburger. This is the Idaho 4 Yeah. So his attorneys have filed to keep cameras out of the courtroom during his trial. 
I don't think that we're like super surprised by that, but I want to share because it turns out it's all our fault. It's all our fault. Oh. Yeah. So here are the issues they're bringing forward. This court should limit media coverage if this case, in this case, to protect Sixth Amendment interests. This court should not permit the media to use cameras to permit unfairly prejudicial coverage of Mr. Koberger or harass courtroom participants. This court should not permit cameras in the courtroom to distract courtroom participants from the real purpose we are here. Hmm, that was very poorly written. <laughs> that sentence doesn't make any sense. Okay, anyway, Grammarly, Grammarly. Let me read for you. I, this is funny how this is all laid out. Facts. Mr. Koberger's charge and subsequent courtroom proceedings have captured the attention of local and national news organizations as well as social media platforms. The court has previously permitted cameras in the courtroom in regards to this case's prior proceedings. However, given the sensationalized nature of the case, the audio slash visual, visual coverage has become material for news outlets and social media accounts to espouse their unfounded opinions. Following oh, Mr. How, court how dare people have opinions? How dare people have opinions? I mean, Ooh. just don't kill anybody and then this doesn't happen, right? Oh, uh, following each of Mr. Koberger's court appearances, numerous social media posts have been made regarding him through Facebook posts, YouTube and TikTok videos and a podcast, a podcast. It's a lot more than a podcast, but whatever. Are they talking about us? They're talking. About I don't us, know. They? Are they? Talking I, about I us? think no. They're mad at <laughs> Nancy Grace. Mostly. Oh, wow. But who isn't? Who's she not mad at Nancy Grace? gross shit yeah. around this case particularly but yeah she did uh each video attempts to analyze mr koberger's demeanor by observing his body language from one court appearance and describing him using phrases such as cold iciness uh i'm pretty sure everyone who has ever looked at this guy says cold iciness and also it looks like he, they oh, have the oh. right to right yeah who who says they can't do that no one so they're talking about a, a podcast called Sidebar, and they're also talking about Nancy Grace. So it's not us directly, oh. but indirectly. Yeah, what um, about Banfield? Yeah, good question. Banfield yeah. says all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looks like he is just filled with darkness and hate, and he keeps getting creepier among numerous other phrases. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean... I think you would have to not be able to see his face to not know those things. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's not a big surprise. So here's the argument. The court should limit media coverage of this case to protect Sixth Amendment interests. While the media holds the crucial role of informing the public of criminal proceedings, the right only exists to the extent that it does not impede upon the rights of a defendant and is subject to maintaining fairness in the judicial process. A fundamental right of every defendant is the right to a fair trial by an impartial jury established by the Sixth Amendment of the United States Constitution. Uh, in all, and this is this is what the Constitution says, in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial public, by the way, public trial uh, by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed which district shall have been previously ascertained by law and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. Blah, 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 we get it. Public trial, public trial. Mm -hmm. That's all I want to say. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Also, this law was written long before YouTube or podcasts or social media existed. And this is a problem I think that we have mm -hmm. in our legal system is that there are, you know, there are holes when it comes to this kind of stuff. But honestly, if they could find a jury for Lori Vallow, right. surely they can find a jury for Brian Koberger. Well, they're going to have to move it of out of Lemhi County. We know they will. Yeah. Or Lata. Later, later. Maybe I'll move it to St. Anthony. <laughs> They'll put it in Fremont County. Yeah. God. Now that would be a be twist. Be so lucky. That <laughs> would be a twist. Okay. So you know, then no, of course that they would stay. suck because then we'd have to be there every day. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Well, it's not going to be as long as the battle trial. 
Uh, So, of course, then they state their precedent cases, you know, that to preserve his rights, blah, blah, blah. Um, It also says to preserve a a defendant's right, the court must balance the rights of a defendant and the interests of the media. I'm concerned that there's no interests of the public here. Uh, In doing so, the court ought to recognize that a First Amendment claim should not impinge upon the most fundamental of all freedoms, the right to a fair trial that we don't want him to get a fair trial it's not just the media it is a public trial it is the people that have the right to witness this absolutely uh let's see number two the court should not permit the media to use cameras to permit unfairly prejudicial coverage of mr koberger or harass courtroom participants well, yeah, we don't want harassment, but I don't understand. Like, people aren't allowed to form opinions about Koberger by the way that he behaves. I don't know about that. Your honor, they said mean things. Yeah. Well, they yeah, said he's crazy we did. because he is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when cameras are present in the courtroom, the defendant becomes subject to minute, minute scrutiny as his or her movement as his or her every movement can be replayed and analyzed, which is true. And here That's we go. True, but the judge can always decide where the cameras are. Right. It doesn't mean that the camera just sits right. on him the whole time. Of course. Um, as such, the court in <clears throat> Daybell Vallow held, of course, we knew this was going to come up, that video footage from a hearing displayed an inordinate focus on the defendant zooming onto her face throughout the vast majority of the hearing, regardless of who was speaking or what was happening. Well, that happened once and the judge actually did allow that camera placement. So, Mm -hmm. but the camera placement can also be adjusted. So it's not just that. Mm -hmm. In the present case, Mr. Koberger's actions are heavily scrutinized as self-proclaimed experts utilize audio-visual footage from the courtroom proceedings to make assumptions regarding his body language and character, which actualizes prior court's concerns regarding the presence of cameras in the courtroom. Because, of course, um, the jury should not be judging him based on his character or what he looks like. That's really big. That was important in Vallow. Mm-hmm. Um For instance, a YouTube video titled Psychologist Breaks Down Brian Koberger's Arraignment Body Language purports to dissect every gesture, every shift in posture, every flicker of emotion that crossed Koberger's face during this tense courtroom scene while utilizing only one courtroom video. Mm-hmm. Like Valo Daybell, the purpose of the footage is to scrutinize Mr. Koberger's actions. In Valo Daybell, the court determined that the footage during the hearing demonstrated an inordinate focus on the defendant. That happened once and it was the judge's fault. <laughs> yeah. Here, the court need not determine the purpose of a video utilizing audio visu- visual recordings as the purpose of the commentator's purpose is explicitly mm-hmm. clear. This is not very well written. No, it's and not. And such a video, yeah, some of it really is a little word salad uh, And such a video would not exist except for the presence of cameras in the courtroom. Furthermore, the video posted on May 23rd garnered over 44,000 views in two days for the demonstrating the high level of interest in the case and potential impact of pretrial publicity. Mm-hmm. Additionally, an article published by the New York Post relied on audiovisual recordings to analyze Mr. Koberger's body language. The article states that by dissecting his most minute behaviors from the use of his tongue to his controlled reactions and the tone of his voice can paint a picture of his mindset. By doing so, the recordings are once again being utilized to scrutinize Mr. Koberger as the expert reached an uncorroborated conclusion after viewing only one video. Well, so give us some more videos. (laughs) Some of this is like, okay. There's the solution. Um, So despite the apparent popularity of articles and videos claiming to explain body language, which there are quite a few out there that are doing Mm -hmm. this, uh, many such claims are not supported by scientific evidence or previous articles as previous articles are not cited by the self-appointed body language experts in videos concerning Mr. Koberger. Explain. What? Oh, damn. Somebody's got to work on this. Did Mark Means write this? Right. In fact, studies have repeatedly shown the body language. Are there? there are not very many, but there are a lot of sentences that don't make full sense. That's concerning. Mm 
Uh, studies have repeatedly shown that body language cannot actually accurately be read like a book, which is true. And you have to be careful because if Koberger is on the, um, you know, uh, neurodivergent spectrum, which I kind of suspect he is, then mm -hmm. the body language doesn't mean the same things. And, and it is something you have to be careful of for sure. True. It's but people not... still have the right to put an opinion on the internet. Well, they do. I mean, that is... That is life. Yeah. So, um, but they do say that you can't infer a person's thoughts or intentions based on their nonverbal behavior alone, which is true. Um, I, but they're taking this, I think, to the farthest extreme they can, which is, of course, mm -hmm. what defense attorneys do. Yeah. Um, along with making claims about Mr. Koberger based on body language, social media videos also utilize the audiovisual footage from courtroom proceedings to make comments regarding Mr. Koberger's character. The videos use phrases such as cold iciness, and if you have never seen evil before, this is what it looks like uh, when you're in the presence of a demon. <laughs> okay. Uh Someone else characterized him as remorseless and without a conscience. I mean, we've all kind of felt that looking at mm, him. Yeah, and again, very dead eyes. People get to say what they want to say. Right. Well, and, you know, the jury's going to have to make their own determination, but they're mm -hmm. going to see that lack of that lack of spark in his eyes. For sure. To decide the case fairly is influenced by the tone and extent of the publicity. Okay, so, you know, that's what they're saying. Then they're also saying that it could be a distraction to courtroom participants from the real purpose we are here. From the real purpose we are here. Yes, this is really poorly written. Mm -hmm. uh, once courtroom participants know they are being recorded, they may behave differently. The court in Estes held that a case is steeped in pretrial publicity, televised Jurors cannot help but feel the pressure of knowing that friends and neighbors have their eyes upon them. You know, even in the vow trial, the jurors were never filmed. We never saw them. No, of course not. The, right. Again, I mean, this, most of this could be solved by camera positioning. Camera placement. That mm -hmm. is up to the judge to determine. So, right, right. Or to approve, at least. So, Right. The court further <laughs> elaborated on how... What? Victoria said, did chat GPT write this? <laughs> right, I'm starting to wonder because I'm a little concerned about some of the languaging. The court further elaborated on how the presence of recording equipment may not be the distraction, but more so the awareness of being recorded. Except that they're not going to record the jury. Jesus. The court even goes so far as to say not only will a juror's eyes be fixed on the camera, but also his mind will be preoccupied with the telecasting rather than the testimony. Okay, well, that's just... um. That's just conjecture. And also uh, his? Yeah, his, what's this bro, his thing? They're going to be a lot of women What year do you think this is? Yeah. yeah. Following similar reasoning, the court in Daybell Vallow also expressed concern regarding the additional pressure witnesses and counsel may be exposed to, knowing their every expression, utterance, and appearance will be captured and circulated without their control. The court also notes that the pressure placed on witnesses may unduly influence jurors as they make an incorrect determination regarding the witness while he or she is under the additional pressure of being recorded. But wait, you're not allowed to use body language, they already said. So anyway, this is basically the vein they're going in um, that this is why there shouldn't be, that the trial shouldn't be televised. Uh, the conclusion, the court, huh. the courtroom has a duty to, the courtroom, I think it's the court, has a duty to preserve a defendant's right to a fair trial and ought to mitigate the prejudicial effects of trial publicity by exercising discretion to exclude video recordings from the courtroom. So that should be the court because the courtroom can't actually protect the defendant's rights. Uh, thus, the court should exclude cameras from future courtroom proceedings to protect the integrity of the judicial process. So that's okay. the filing. We shall see. I mean, Ben, this judge has been pretty willing to shut everything down. So mm -hmm. I, I've been expecting that judge, this was judge. coming. Judge, judge, yes. Judge, judge. I mean, what the the irony of that is hilarious, but. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if this goes through. 
Oh yeah, I'll bet it does. Um, I, <clears throat> I think that they're they've been setting up for it all along. Unfortunately, what I so we'll see. Why not exclude cameras until the trial? Once the jury mm-hmm. is sat, why? Why? Right. What the hell would it matter at that point? Most of this argument is completely moot at trial. I know. At trial, it really is. And it's taking everything to the most extreme. And, you know, mm-hmm. and it keeps referencing Val Abel, but it's referencing one hearing that goddamn you, Court TV did mm-hmm. that really made things shitty for everybody. Mm-hmm. And and that the judge approved the camera placement and clearly did not think about it. And so it was just, you know, on Lori the entire time. Mm-hmm. But right, justice in the dark again, says Cranky. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. There's, there's got to be a balance. Mm-hmm. Because the Sixth Amendment was written at a time when none of this was ever even considered to right. be a possibility. We've got to look at how mm-hmm. do we handle these things with our current technology. Because the public, not just not just the media, but the public has the right to know. These are public trials. Yep. They literally so, belong to the public. Right. So I mean, who pays for them? This, these are Idaho trials. You know who pays for them? We do. <laughs> Our friggin' taxes do. We, we just keep paying for them. Lori, right. Chad, douche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So we'll see. That's but I mean, I, I expect that the judge is going to grant this. Oh, I'd be very surprised if they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Considering what they've already done so far. But it's just unfortunate. It, it is very unfortunate because mm-hmm. they're still going to have to pick an impartial jury. And people are still going to talk about this case and talk about Brian Koberger, whether they allow the um, cameras in the courtroom or not. Certainly. This case yeah. has, um, you know, garnered international coverage, just like Dave Valo has. Mm-hmm. That's not going to change. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and on that note, I wanted to say hello to Marcus. First time uh, liver. But, uh, oh, welcome, welcome. But as a listener from Australia that followed all of our uh, Dave Valo stuff. So anyway, oh, just wanted to say hi. So nice to have Marcus. you here, Marcus. That's wonderful. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep you posted on what goes on with that. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, okay, Katie, uh, what's going on in the Murdoch case? Murdoch. Sorry, I always forget to say it the other way. Murdoch case right now. Well, some <laughs> some douchiness. So there's <sighs> there's some real push and pull going on between Alec Murdoch's uh attorneys and the attorneys that are representing the Satterfield family. When we talked about this a little bit last week, that basically Murdoch is now saying that what he said about what happened to Gloria, that the dogs tripped her and she fell and died, right? Fell down the stairs, that that wasn't true. And he just made that up so that they'd be able to make an insurance claim that she wasn't even working when she was killed died whatever oh but first of all she worked for you and if she was at your house i'm going to assume she was working i think that argument is really stupid but basically it looked a lot like them trying to screw the satterfield boys over that because he still owes them 4.5 million dollars from all that money he stole from them and he's supposed to be paying it back now and his attorneys are really scrambling because uh the well's about to run dry. Mm-hmm. And why it wasn't already dry, he owes everybody. He owes many millions of dollars. How dare he get to use that money for a defense? How dare? Right. But anyway, right. so basically they tried to pull this bullshit deal to say, well, uh, we lied about that. So sorry, insurance. But yeah, you definitely don't. We shouldn't have to. That, that money should just be reverted back to you. It shouldn't go to the Satterfields because it was a lie in the first place. So, of course, the Satterfields and the Satterfields attorney, Eric Bland, he picked up with them because of the coverage of the Murdoch case, uh, of the Mm -hmm. trial. And he, by the way, is fabulous. And he has really stepped in, he he and his team 
and been like, yeah, we're not doing this. So basically, he's going up against De Carputlian and <laughs> company. And mm -hmm. what he's calling for is sanctions against them. He would like sanctions against these attorneys because basically he's saying that uh, all they're doing right now is trying to take a stab at these kids and waste the court's time because this is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, one right. thing he said is that whether Alex says he lied or didn't lie or whatever doesn't really mean anything in because this was already investigated and educated by the insurance company. There's no going back on that now just because he's claiming he lied. He's just right. re-victimizing the Satterfield boys and trying and to muddy it. the waters. And they're it's just so being dicks, gross. essentially. So he's yeah. asking for sanctions against them to make them knock this shit off. Right? Why Why do they get to re-victimize his victims? It's so gross. Right. Mm-hmm. These boys who were getting evicted from their single wide trailer when all this shit was going down, when their yeah. mother died, you know, and they didn't get their money and all of those things. Like, my God, absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Yep. So that's what's up. I mean, would it be like sort of the, the best karma ever that Alec Murdoch would have to uh, declare himself indigent and get public defenders? Because I he think he's on his any... way. Yeah. I think that would be absolutely fantastic. Frankly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think he's on his way to that. He still has over 125 law lawsuits to defend. <laughs> or char charges to defend. 125. going to live long enough for all of these trials? Well, mm. he's not. his money's not going to hold out that long. That's for sure. But these are the same assholes who were staying in a wedding venue. Yes. Having every need catered to them during his trial that was running them somewhere around the tune of $20,000 a week during his trial. Yeah. And that was cool to do and to spend. But suddenly now, hmm, well, they don't want to have his... to pay his debt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got yourselves into this mess by taking his case. Mm -hmm. I mean, what did you think was going to happen with all the financial crimes that he has committed? His money is going to disappear. He has so many victims yeah. who should get something for what yeah. they, he's done to them. You know, I just don't feel like he should get to spend any of that money on attorneys. Any of it. Right. But what do I know? I guess. Right. But anyway. So Jenny with him, I don't think that the kids knew, you know, I don't know that any of what he's saying now is true about like that. It wasn't a legit lawsuit from the beginning. Right. As far mm -hmm. as they knew it was, mm -hmm. he was helping them sue his insurance company to benefit, mm -hmm. you know, because they lost their mother, they lost everything and they have some, a lot of challenges themselves. I don't think they knew that, but apparently Murdoch is saying that, which, mm -hmm. Who the hell knows what happened? Did he shove her down those stairs? I mean, you know. Well, right, right. What actually happened there? If you were lying, it, it reminds me a lot of the trial when he was like, okay, so here's the deal. I lied about everything. So here's the truth. Yeah. Like, and okay. Or like, bye bye. Slam the cell door. Yeah. We're not listening to this bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay, question we have the Wagner trial in my neck of the woods uh, early Ooh. next year. Should we see things happening on it to get ready for trial soon? Yes. And there actually have been some things happening on it. I've seen some updates. It's it's a lot of just procedural stuff. So I haven't, we haven't really talked about it. We have talked about some of the Wagner stuff. It's so mm. there's so much of it. It's just mm. crazy. But I think this is this is George Wagner senior's trial. Correct. Mm, and yeah, it it's yeah. coming at the beginning of the year. And so we are keeping an eye on that. We'll do an update on it for next week. I'll go check it out mm -hmm. and see where things stand. I know that there have been some things filed, um, but yeah, let's, we'll get caught back up on that. Yeah. Cause I know that that is a really big one, you know, for people who live in that area, that this is a mm -hmm. huge case and it's the final trial. Yeah. So yeah. we. <laughs> and we'll, also we'll... speaking of King douche, why has he not pled? Why? Right. The fact Why that he's he... going to put your community through another trial. 
right? It's been so traumatic for people to have to go through these trials. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, Jenny, they did not know. He's saying now he lied then. Alex is saying that, but no, mm-hmm. they did not know. They, so the what happened is after their mom died and the boys were very young and I don't know if you saw them in the Alec uh, Murdoch uh, trial, but uh, the one that testified, but uh, they're not Mensa material, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they're, they're maybe kind of slow. I mean, they're just, these kids are doing the best they can, you know, Yeah. but they're, they're easy to take advantage of. Let's say it that way. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but what happened is when she died, he told them, this is my friend who's an attorney. And remember, Alex is an attorney. They trusted him. And he said, this is my friend who's an attorney. He's going to help you to file a claim against me so that you can sue my insurance and receive a payout because your mother was, you know, died here while she was working. And so that's what they did. Uh, they didn't break the law in any way. They just, uh, or they, they didn't know that they did. They didn't think they did, you know. No. And he, they were instructed by him who they trusted that this was the process. And so his friend, who's an attorney, helped them, who got them a good size settlement. But the way they structured it and how they pulled this stuff off, rather than that check go directly to them, it went to Murdoch. Yeah. And so he cashed it and gave them a little bit of money, but not nearly all yeah. of the money and lied not to them about how much. much they got. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so that's what this is about. Does that make sense? Did that help clear that up? I, uh, yeah, I think it did. Well, and, you know, I mean, just this whole time, they have been victims of his crap. Mm-hmm. One other trial yeah. we didn't have on our list tonight, but uh, but I we should have, I forgot about, is Adam Montgomery. Oh, I've got it. Oh, you do have Adam. Never mind. Okay. That was the next thing I was going to talk about. Is that everything in Murdoch? That's everything in Murdoch. Yeah. Okay. So Adam Montgomery. Yeah. Harmony Montgomery's father. Mm -hmm. He is on trial right now, not for her murder, but by God, this better be happening soon. He's on trial for a bunch of weapons charges. Mm -hmm. So he's charged with two counts of being an armed career criminal, two counts of receiving stolen property and theft. Oh, and theft by unauthorized taking. Uh, and then we also know he's charged with killing Harmony, but that's going to be a different trial, hopefully yeah. a soon one. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Oh, it's Harmony's birthday. It is today? Harmony would be 10 today. Yeah. Oh, poor yeah. Harmony. She breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Those little pictures of her with her glasses. She was the cutest little thing. Oh, darling. So um, Adam's estranged wife, Kayla Montgomery, testified um, against him on Monday um, that he had told her that he had stolen these guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is about a stolen shotgun and a rifle. Uh, she also admitted to the jury that her memory is fuzzy because of the drugs that she was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that she testified that she and Adam did go over to visit the Frains. Chris Frain is who owned the guns. Mm-hmm. Bef- not long before the guns were stolen. Yeah. Um, and that Kim Frame, Kim Frain actually called her freaking out because the guns were missing. Yeah. And then she saw the guns in her own home. And then saw Adam trying to sell them. Wow. Yeah. Uh, He's also being charged with being a felon and possessing Mm -hmm. a weapon. Um, And they had a big fight about it one time because he was trying to leave the house with one of the guns. And she was worried about it, thinking he was going to be arrested because he's a felon. He's not Mm -hmm. supposed to have guns and they're stolen. Um, Yeah. She was really worried about them getting in trouble. Sure. Um. So Kayla has already pled guilty to perjury in this case as part of her plea bargain um, was to testify against Adam. Mm-hmm. And and her, her charges have been dropped in relation to the guns in exchange for her yeah. uh, testifying. Now, I believe that they got that the jury was given their instructions today on this. Oh, yeah. So yep. the 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 
jury's got it. So we're going to see, um, you know, what happens with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of this with Harmony's case has taken so long. Oh, God. It's, it just Harmony. makes me sick. It's the cutest little kid. Mm-hmm. Did not deserve what she got at all. It's just disgusting. No. I just wish Kayla could cough up her location. I really am starting to think she just doesn't know. Yeah, I know. I, I'm thinking at this point she must not. Did you guys see Kayla, by the way, in court? Wow. Really different when she's uh, not strung out. Yeah, she looks a lot better. A lot better because she's been in jail for a while now, too, and will be for a while. Right. But well, it just made me sad for her. Her life has been a mess. It has and gotten mixed up with this jackass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samantha says, do you think Kayla knows more than she's said? Well, we're quite sure that Kayla has testified at the grand jury that indicted Adam in Harmony's murder. So likely we she has already shared things that we don't know yet because the grand jury stuff is sealed, of course. Yeah. yeah. So when the trial comes around, I think we will learn that, yes, she did know quite a few things that she shared mm-hmm. with the police. Yes, but but what she we think she really doesn't know is where Kayla or where Harmony is, where Harmony's body is. I know. I, yeah, uh, I think at this point, if she knew, she would have given that up. I believe so. I believe Makes so. She's really given sad. up everything else, but uh, she has not. Well, it, yeah, and then, but also, she knew all this time. She's a mom. She could have come clean before it saved her ass. You know. Yeah, she could have. I mean, but, I don't look at her in court, you guys. Yeah, but she it's like looks a different person. It is. She looks a hell of a lot better than she has. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, yeah. huge difference. Yeah. 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 So keeping a very close eye on that, we've been covering Harmony from the very beginning. That was the year of the four-year-olds that all went missing yep. at about the same time in mm-hmm. suspect in, in suspicious circumstances where it turned out that none of them had been reported at the time that they went missing. Like it was all parent involvement stuff. There was a bunch of it. Yep. So we will continue uh, to keep our eyes squarely on that. Mm -hmm. Katie, uh, talk to us about the Dylan rounds case. What's going on with uh, James Brenner. So James was finally in court. So one thing we learned from court this week is that, one of the reasons this has all taken such an insanely long time is because James Brenner is in federal custody. Yeah. On weapons charges. So everything the local municipality wants to do, they have to get permission from the federal government. And it takes about six weeks to get that permission to even then schedule something. So it's taking forever because these two agencies or municipalities are working on separate cases that both have to do with him. And so it has just really created a lot of uh, headache, you know, and trouble. So he was in court. It was a nine minute hearing. It was very brief. He limped into the courtroom. Uh, The Rounds family say that is an absolute act. Mm. There, he's not limping at all, but he did that just to uh, try to get some kind of uh, sympathy. You know, sympathy or something. So we Fuck won't... that, dude. Where is his body? Where is Dylan yeah. Rounds? Where is Dylan's body? That's the big question right now. One thing they asked for in court uh, is a second attorney. He already has a defense. He has, you know, he's on public uh a public defender. Now they have requested a second attorney, some co-counsel to assist the defense. They also threw around the death penalty. Uh, He's not been, they've not said that they're seeking the death penalty yet, but it's possible that they will. So we don't know yet if that's going to be on the table or not. But Mm -hmm. by the way, they are asking for co-counsel and had talked death penalty ish. And then there was a brief that was filed that also kind of led that direction. Makes you think that they suspect that the prosecution is going to be seeking the death penalty, which Mm -hmm. to me really makes me wonder what the hell kind of evidence have they got? Well, there's that video that That was was Dylan's phone. Mm Mm-hmm. That they found when they found his phone in the pond. What the hell does that video show? Absolutely. 
very interesting. It's, I mean, I know there's, a, there's the, the boots and, you know, there's, there's a few things, but I think that is probably the smoking gun. Mm -hmm. You're probably right on that. So it's going to take six weeks for them to schedule the next thing to decide if there is going to be a preliminary hearing. Mm. If there's a preliminary hearing, we'll learn quite a bit about what evidence they have. If there's not, we're going to stay in the dark. So yeah. we'll see. That'll be interesting. So sometime around the end of July, there'll be another hearing and we'll learn a little bit more. So yeah. that's pretty much it. It wasn't a lot. No, but at least it's movement forward, for, yeah. at least for Dylan's family. My God, they've been through so much and they still don't have a body. Just they've really yeah. been through a lot. If you don't know, Dylan Rounds is actually from our area. Mm-hmm. I spoke to his mom right after he went missing and he, he went missing in Utah, but he's actually from Yukon, Idaho, which is just a little town between the towns where Katie and I live. So yeah, this one's yeah. pretty close to our hearts and we've been keeping a close eye on it. Some of you may not even know this case because it's not real. It's not hit national news a whole lot, but no, it hasn't. We definitely try to keep it alive um, as much as possible. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. We want to see this one through and really want to see some justice for this family. Yeah. Yeah. We surely do. Uh, Kung Fu Panda says the 2020 shutdown left many abused children trapped at home all day with their abusers. And it's very true. Mm -hmm. There was such Uh, a domestic violence too. Yes. There's a real spate of, of kids being reported missing who'd already been missing for months during that time period. Just horrifying. Yep. Horrifying. Okay. Uh, oh, good, good news, bad news. I don't know. Uh, Joran Vandersloot, remember him? He's the uh, jackass who is a, a prime suspect in the Natalie Holloway disappearance. Uh, got, got his ass beat, kicked in jail last he, week. He got beat up in j- jail. It's real sad. Well, he um, is being transported by an FBI plane from Peru back to the US uh mm-hmm. so that we can charge him so that we can try his ass so yep yeah the Natalie Holloway yep yeah Natalie, Natalie Holloway, Holloway case so yep you know he's already in prison in Peru for another murder that happened mm-hmm. actually after Natalie Holloway yep. um but we're really hoping that maybe Natalie Holloway's family will get some closure here too yeah absolutely yep well and it uh it seemed like maybe that uh, the fight that he got in and getting beat up in jail may have been an attempt to malinger to not have to uh, get on that plane and head this way, but here he is. So yeah. Top of the FOS list, Joran. I'm real glad it didn't work. Yeah. Speaking of top of the FOS list, which if you haven't heard this before, that's our fight on site list. It's Mm -hmm. sort of a nebulous 10 list we have out there in the world that we are putting people (laughs) on all the time. Let's talk about, Casey White. Let's do. Why is it taking so long to get him to the U.S.? Extradition takes around two years. Yeah, it's a big deal, yep. especially from country to country. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, Casey F. White. This motherfucker, he is just constantly full of bullshit. Mm-hmm. He did a phone interview with Brian Enton from News Nation. Yeah. And confessed to him. That he murdered someone while he was on the run, murdered a woman while he was on the run. With yeah. her? Mm-hmm. While he was with her, mm-hmm. he murdered somebody else too? Yeah, well, that's what he says. That's what he says, but. What's her first name? Her last name's White too, but. Vicky. Vicky. Yeah. What he claims while well, he and Vicky were on the run. Uh, and, and hold up in that hotel that he murdered somebody else. Oh, my God. Uh, the prosecution says that is utter bullshit. The police say it is utter bullshit. His attorneys say it's utter bullshit. He has done this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's confessed to multiple things that he didn't actually do. And they think this is just an attempt to malinger. And to just uh, muddy the waters of what's happening with him right now. Or maybe to get him transferred back to where he was there. Is he trying to sniff out a brand new Vicky White? You know, he's, oh, he's up to something. But basically, there's really no, uh, nobody's taking it very seriously. Also, there are no missing people reported 
first he said a woman and a baby girl and and oh then he said a woman and and he said a woman that he'd buried and then he said a woman that wasn't buried like it was a very sketchy story in the first place but Mm -hmm. uh at any rate basically everyone's going nah didn't happen uh the police in evansville where they were saying there are no missing women from here so we don't know who that would be or what he's talking about Mm -hmm. basically they think this is just an attempt to stall but yeah what a jackass f you casey right so he uh his charges yeah he's going to be sentenced tomorrow uh but his charges for vicky were dropped when he so he was charged with murder in connection to her death that Mm -hmm. was dropped because he agreed to plead guilty to first degree escape so that's what the charges are and he's going to be sentenced on that tomorrow how is that comparable to the murder of the woman who busted him out of jail well she killed herself well yeah but i mean i agree i agree felony a death during the commission of a felony i don't know right right i, I, I think they're just Maybe it's fine, shit and ready to just put him back in prison you know he he still mm-hmm. has other charges that aren't uh, satisfied and i don't know my gosh it it is definitely mess. like a, what do you charge him with so yeah that does make sense though yeah okay well as long as he just can never get out of prison and yeah. also doesn't get any phone calls let's just no mm-hmm. no fucking phone calls for this idiot no no more yep mm-hmm. right jenny see i've always had real questions about this whole thing jenny says yeah. listen to the 911 call before they caught him she says something like we're going to crash and die slow down casey then she shoots mm-hmm. herself then why would she be worrying about dying right before right That's a good question it was so chaotic mm-hmm. it's law enforcement that says that she shot herself but it happened seconds before they got to the car. Right. So, so did she pull the trigger? Did he? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. That was such a, a horribly but ill-fated it's a good point. and sad situation. Oh, God. Awful. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we, we want him to go away. We don't want to ever, ever have to hear his any of his dumbass stories again. Mm-mm. And speaking of jackasses that we have to hear their stories again, let's talk about Jesse McFadden. So we have not actually covered Jesse McFadden the case because this all happened during the Vallow trial. So um, you probably know he's the sex offender who shot and killed his wife and children and two teenage girls from their community um, and, and himself. This it was in Oklahoma. Yeah. It was in Oklahoma. Yeah. So the, some of the autopsy information has come out. I'm going to say trigger warning on this, although I'm not going to say anything very uh, detailed at all, but the pathologists have reported that the uh, teenage girls that were there for a sleepover had blunt force injuries to their genital areas and had most definitely been pretty extremely sexually assaulted prior to murders. And I think that was pretty much, Everybody thought that was probably going to be the case given his history. But I do think, um, you know, this is just kind of trying to clean up after this disaster. Yeah. It's just really sad. Yeah. Such a horrible human being. Yeah. Yes. Still waiting for justice on Summer Wells. Summer Wells is one of the four-year-olds. She's uh, one of the many on our list. I know. Mm -hmm. And Every so totally often, we do now. another search for summer to see if there's anything new, and no, there's not. Yeah, there just isn't. Yep. It's awful. No. Okay, let's see, Katie. Uh, oh, talk to us about the the shooting in Virginia. Oh gosh, Ugh. this one is so awful. So this is a shooting that happened uh, in Richmond just a couple of days ago in uh, after a graduation so the graduation was in a theater and there's a park right across the street so people were filing out and heading into this park and somebody fired on 
this crowd. Yeah. So there were two people that were killed. An 18-year-old graduate, uh, Sean Jackson. He had just graduated moments before. And his 36-year-old stepfather, Renzo Smith. Mm. Uh, There were five other people injured. One of them was a little girl who also was associated with that family who got hit by a car in the chaos. Yeah, a lot of... And, yeah, and, and... running for their lives literally and she this poor little thing ran out in front of a car and was struck luckily her injuries are minor she's going to be fine but Mm -hmm. super scary initially they said there were two shooters they actually arrested two people and then discovered that they were completely wrong about that that it really was just the one shooter uh his name is amari pollard he's 19 so he's been arranged or arraigned on two counts of second-degree murder, he's being held without bail. And there'll be more charges coming, of course. They recovered five handguns from the scene, but they think only two of them belonged to Amari. And again, this is really, really early, so things yeah, could change. But at any rate, uh, so the New York Post, and take it with a grain of salt because it is the New York Post, They are reporting that these two men had been beefing with each other for about a year. That was my question is, was this targeted? The New York Post says yes. So I'm kind of, again, I always take New York Post with a grain of salt. They're not always wrong, but they're also not. Be a bit clickbaity. Yeah. So I, but they claim that sources are telling them that yes, that Amari and Sean knew each other and had known each other for a long time and that they had had some kind of a uh, a beef going on for about a year and that this was a targeted attack on Sean and that and maybe his stepfather or his stepfather was just there, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that all of that will roll out eventually, but that's what they're saying. Hey, Gary, that's what they're saying right now. So we'll find out more about that, I'm sure, as this rolls out. Yeah. Uh, he did uh, flee, but he was caught alive and taken into custody. So in mass shootings, we don't get that very often. A lot of times they unalive themselves too, and he didn't. So mm-hmm. we actually will be able to see him, you know, be brought to justice. But that that's pretty much it. Uh, it really sucks because that uh, school district, that was one of three graduations happening that day. Mm. And they shut down the third one. They have closed school. And they have canceled all other graduations in the district out of so an abundance of caution. Know. Yep. You know, what if there's a copycat or whatever? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just terrifying. But it is. Way but to man, just that super sucks for all those over. seniors. Yeah. 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 Awful. So, yeah. but that's what we know so far on that one. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Uh, oh. I did want to talk about. Um, this uh, case in Florida. This case makes me so fucking sick. So you've probably heard of this uh, situation where uh, AJ Owens was shot and killed. This was in Ocala, Florida. So she went to the house um, of a neighbor who was a well-known Susan Louise uh, Lawrence, Uh, She was sort of well-known for hassling the neighborhood kids and causing problems and being a real dick in the community. Uh And she kind of run off some kids that had been playing near her house. And AJ's son had left his iPad. And when he went back to get it, this woman had taken it and it wasn't sitting where it was. Uh So AJ goes to the house to ask her to have it back. She knocks on the door or rings the bell. I'm not sure which it was. And um, this woman, Lawrence, um, shoots her through the door mm-hmm. and yeah. kills her. She dies. Mother of four. Yeah. Just It's just a horrifying situation. Uh, let's see. So this is AJ. Beloved in her community, beloved by her family, her children, you know, just taken 
way too soon in a horrendous yeah. situation. What is with these people shooting through their front doors? My right? God. This is Lawrence, the uh, shooter. Mm-hmm. She tried to use Florida's stand your ground. Of course. That this was yeah. self-defense. Uh, I am sorry, but uh, shooting someone through a door who is unarmed is, oh, I don't know, not stand your ground because no. AJ never stepped onto their, her proper, her like stepped into her door or anything. She never even opened the door. It's right. just horrifying. When I you just... are safe in your house with the door locked and someone's just knocking on your door. That's not life-threatening, for Christ's sake. What are people doing? God, it's so terrible. Yeah, just awful. So we'll keep an eye on that case. So she has now been charged mm-hmm. because she tried. She was, the police talked to her and then released her. And, of course, everyone is just not okay when that shit mm-hmm. happens because it feels like maybe they're going to let this old white lady get away with this shit. Mm-hmm. Well, then on Tuesday, they did arrest her. So she is charged with AJ's murder. Good. And, you know, in from what I can understand from other people in that community, she is just the bane of everyone's existence. Oh, I can only imagine. This is a community where there are a lot of little kids outside playing and she never quits bitching about the kids or there's nothing they can do right. You know, she's just a jackass. Mm-hmm. And now has taken it to this level. It's mm-hmm. so extreme. This this reaction that people are having, this extreme reaction to just shoot yep. and kill somebody because they don't like them is horrifying. Yep. Terrifying. Yep. But, you know, there's probably a lot of racism wrapped up in this. And, I mean, was this woman even a rational person to begin with? Like, mm-hmm. there are a lot of questions about her. Yeah. No, definitely not, if you could do that. What rational person shoots through their front door and mows someone down? She could have had her children with her, for that matter. She didn't even know who she was shooting at, really. Mm -mm. You know? It's awful. Yeah. But yeah, I am very glad that she has been charged and that we're going to see, at least get her off the streets because she's clearly a risk to everybody around her. So Mary Jo says that the local Richmond News is also saying that they knew each other. Thank you so much for oh, that. Oh, okay. In the yeah. Virginia shooting? That there had been issues. Yeah. Also had said there was issues for about a year and that the shooter had gone back to his car and got the gun. Okay. Thank you for that. Yeah. So like after the graduation was over. Mm-hmm. And Jessica wanted to know if there's anything new on Nick Alaverdian. Oh, yeah. No, I actually looked today because that final extradition hearing is supposed to be in June, to the best of my mm-hmm. knowledge. It's a little bit hard in, you know, Scotland court for us to know. <laughs> right. Yeah. We don't have the same access to dockets and things to look up like we do, like at least here in Idaho, you know. But um, yeah. the best of our knowledge is that by the end of this month, there should be a decision on that and deciding whether England gets him next or Utah gets him next. Because he does have some sex Utah, Utah. In, in England. Please, Utah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, Although, Utah's are the you oldest, know, you know. He's got victims in London, too. So, like, yeah. I mean, I get I get that, you know, it'll be good wherever he goes. But, yeah, we'd like to see him get some comeuppance in the U.S., for sure. In the U.S., for what he's done here, definitely. But the girl that he raped in England definitely deserves to have justice as well so we'll see what happens but that's that's what i know about nick right now yeah yeah absolutely all right well i think that's what we've got i think so yeah so uh we will be back next week with more episodes and hopefully we'll get back at uh the the uh duggar documentary figure out when we're going to do our next uh drunkumentary for sure yep. and we'll, we'll be back next so Wednesday. you guys will have at least some heads up that that's coming yep. yeah also i will have um an update on the george wagner senior trial for mm-hmm. case updates next week thank you for reminding me of that one it's just dragging out so long and there's been so many trials to keep track of lately yep 
But that is what yeah, we Yeah, week know. from tomorrow, Thursday, uh, the Lori Vallow uh, uh, hearing. So. Yes, we will be there. We will live tweet and Facebook post it. And we'll do a live stream to tell you about what came of that. I don't know if we're going to get a decision that day. I don't know. This might be one of those written decisions that will come after the fact, but it's going to be really interesting to see how things go. I'm very curious to see Lori's demeanor in court now that she is a convicted murderer. Is are the is the big smile and the tampon curls going to change or is she going to still try and play that game? Interesting. I'm curious. I'm very curious. Right. I would imagine yes. I'll bet she, she looks her. rough in her Madison County uh, uh, mugshot, her new one. She oh, looks boy. really rough. And I'm really like, rough. Is she going to start showing up like that now, or is she going to really, you know, try to play it up? Mm-hmm. Always thank curious you, Shelly, and thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you uh, all. And all of you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us, whether you're here with us live or you're listening after the fact. We appreciate you all. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment. Follow us if you're listening to us on a podcast platform. If you're listening to us on Apple, please give us a rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, also on Spotify. And, you know, Spotify, you can comment on our shows now. And, you know, anywhere that you interact, it helps us to grow. And so we do appreciate that so very much. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care. Take care.